Chapter 19 Luke left Jens that day with a pile of books and computer printouts clutched to his chest. Some reading material for you, she'd said, so you'll understand. Back in his own room, Luke sat down on his bed and opened the first book. It was thick and carried its title in ominous black letters, The Population Disaster. The type inside was small and closely spaced. Luke read a sentence at random. While debate continues over the carrying capacity of the earth, he skipped ahead. If the total fertility rate is industrialized, countries have remained at or below 2.1. Luke saw that reading this book would be like puzzling out the letters Dad got from the government. He glanced at the other two books, The Famine Years Revisited and The Population Reversal. They looked no easier. The computer printouts were at least brief, but both The Problem of the Shadows and The Population Law, our country's biggest mistake, were full of big words. Luke sighed. He was tempted to put the books aside and just ask Jen to explain them to him. And he might have, except for what she'd said as she'd begun handing them to him. Oh my gosh, I didn't think you can read, can't you? Of course, Luke had answered stiffly. I was reading in the chat room, wasn't I? Yes, but you could have been. No, never mind. I've offended you again, haven't I? Me and my big mouth. It wouldn't have been anything to be ashamed of, even if you couldn't. Oh, I'm making things worse. I'll shut up. Here. And it had seemed to Luke that she'd pulled even bigger books off the bookshelves after that. Now, he resolutely turned to the beginning of the population disaster and began reading. Since some elements of the overpopulation crisis were foreseen in the 1800s, an uninformed observer could only wonder why humankind came so near to total annihilation. But Luke reached for the dictionary and settled in for the long haul. It rained for the next several days, so Luke read constantly, not even tempted to race over to Jen's instead. He could hear Dad banging around downstairs, stomping in and out from the barn where the machine shed. Now that she, now that he, the harvest was in, Luke thought Dad might be bored without the pigs to take care of, so Luke read cautiously, always ready to shove his population book under his pillow and replace it with one of his adventure books. The preparation paid off on the fourth day when he heard Dad's footsteps on the stairs. Hey, Luke, what are you up to? Nothing, Luke said, turning Treasure Island right side up at the very last moment. Dad didn't notice. Want to play cards? They played Rami on Luke's bed. Luke could feel the corner of the population disaster poking his back throughout the entire game, and he kept wanting to ask Dad about what he was learning. He spent most of the first game biting his tongue. Dad won. Again? Dad asked, shuffling the cards. If you don't have any work you've got to do... In November, with no livestock, only work I've got now is figuring out how we're going to pay our bills once the hog money runs out. Isn't there some way to grow stuff inside during the winter? Like down in the basement with special lights, lots of water, and extra minerals. And then you could sell it, Luke asked without thinking. He'd just finished reading a chapter in the population book about hydroponics. Dad squinted. Seems I did hear tell of that once. Luke won the next hand. Dad didn't seem to be concentrating. At the end, Dad said, mind if we quit now? Luke was terrified Dad would ask where he'd heard of hydroponics, so he just said, no problem. Dad left muttering, growing food inside. Hmm. Luke wished he'd had the nerve to ask about the population law or the famines or even some family history. Once he got past the dense language, the books Jen had loaned him were full of revelations. As best he could understand it, the world had simply gotten too full of people about 20 years earlier. Poor countries had it particularly bad, and people there often starved or were malnourished. But then something worse happened. Terrible droughts struck the parts of the world that always grew the most food. 
For three years, they grew almost nothing. People everywhere starved. In Luke's country, the government began rationing food, only allowing people to have 1,500 calories a day. And to make sure there was food, they seized control of all food production. They forced factories that had made junk food to crank out healthy food instead. They forced farmers to move to land that would be more likely to produce. Is that why we don't live near our grandparents? Luke wanted to ask his parents. But the government didn't think that was enough. They wanted to make sure there would never again be more people than the farmers could feed. So they passed the population law too. In the evenings, spooning in his stew or cutting up his meat, Luke felt pangs of guilt now. Perhaps someone was starving someplace because of him, but the food wasn't there. Wherever the starving people were, it was here on his plate. He ate it all. Luke, you're so quiet lately. Is everything all right? Mother asked one night when he waved away second helpings of cabbage. I'm fine, he said, and went back to eating silently. But he was worrying, worrying that the government was right and that he shouldn't exist. Only when he got to the two computer printouts did he begin to feel better. One of the articles began, the population law is evil. The other said, hundreds of children are hidden, mistreated, starved, neglected, abused, even murdered for no reason. Forcing children into the shadows can be counted as genocide. How can this be? He asked Jen a week later, when he finally got a chance to go back to her house. How can the books and the articles be so different? She handed him a glass of soda. What do you mean? She asked. Luke pointed to the population disaster. This book says the human race would have gone extinct if we hadn't had the population law. And this, he held up and shook the problem of the shadows article, this says the population law was totally unnecessary and cruel. It says there was plenty of food even during the famines, except that the barons were hoarding it. Belatedly, he remembered that Jen was a baron. Sorry. Jen shrugged, not the least bit offended. So what's the truth, Luke asked. Jen shook potato chips in a bowl. Well, think about it. The government allowed those books to be published. They probably even paid for them. So of course they're going to say what the government wants people to believe. They're just propaganda, lies. But the articles, the authors of those probably put themselves at risk getting the information out. So they're right. Luke pondered that. Then why'd you make me read the books? He asked. So you'd understand how stupid the government is, Jen said. So you'd understand why we have to make them see the truth. Luke looked at the stack of thick books on the Talbot's kitchen counter. They looked so official, so important. Who was he to say they weren't true?